Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our third AI Horror Podcast. Here's me, it's Mal again, and Rizzo is on the line with Hello. me as well. How's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Good, good, good. So this one is our third podcast. The one previously was solely dedicated to it. Um, it's doing remarkably well. It's There's a lot of people liking it, and obviously we told you first to go and watch it. So it's thanks to us it's doing well, clearly. We did, um, we did. <laughs> hopefully you've you've enjoyed it and liked it and everyone's there's been a bit of negativity behind it um because it wasn't scary enough and all that sort of stuff but hey you can't please everyone right um but this one yeah, this no, podcast, I, I, didn't, I didn't go for that mate because like <laughs> um it's different it's a different experience for everyone it, yeah, it, it just it because is. someone watches it and go, oh i wasn't scared maybe they're not wrapped up in the story you know yeah exactly exactly each their own right each their own um, but this one isn't about it. It isn't about a single movie. It's about 30 movies. We're talking about Fright Fest. Now, as you know, Maritza and I went to Fright Fest back in the end of August, spent five yes. days watching horror films. Um, it, it's a huge event for both of us. It's like Christmas for, for us. It's, it's, we, we base our summer holidays or summer, end of summer bank holiday around it. Um, we all look forward to it. All Fright Festers look forward to going to Fright Fest. Um, and the planning starts as soon as the movies get released, as soon as we know what's got up there. Yeah, don't worry, don't, Mel. We're just the geeks who go see all of it. I mean, there's people oh, yeah. who do go and see the odd one. You don't have to go see the whole thing. Yeah, and it's five days. And, you, and, and and apart from one film, which will come to later, which I walked out of, you don't stop for food. You just carry on going, and you grab food when you, as and when you can, and you watch every single film you can. But yeah, it was a great great event this year. It was back at Leicester Square in the Empire. Yes. Not in the world, it's the Empire. What are your feelings about being back at the Empire? Brilliant, man. Just, just nostalgia kicked in, you know? You walk into that foyer again, which we used to queue up for yeah, early I, morning I to get the Discovery foyer. tickets. I, I didn't like it, mate. It, it, that nostalgia for me was going, oh, God. It's yeah. going to be cramped a little area. I preferred the, the other one, the Cineworld. The Space. Was it Cineworld? Cine? Was it? No. What, what was the... Shepherd's Bush? No. The one what? View? The... View. That's the one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I didn't like that because you're yeah, upstairs and downstairs, weren't you? So we were, we were all split up. Yes, yeah, so the breakout area was the best bit about it. Um, yeah, it really. The food options at Shepherd's Bush were my favourite, but yep. 
uh, over the Empire is the screen. The screen was magnificent. She, everyone, every director that came on, like, look at look at the side of the screen, look at the side of the screen. Um, yeah. But I loved it. I love being. I think Empire was good for us because it was. It, that's where it started for me. That's where Fraper started for me was the Empire, and Nostalgia kicked in, and I was like, wow, man, we're back here. You know, the foyer was what it was. You walk out. The good thing with the foyer was was that the media wall was right there, so it wasn't tucked away like last year in the yeah. other school events where you don't see the, the the celebs and that, so you see them all doing the interviews and stuff. Um, but it was just nice to be back at the Empire, um, and the venue was good. Although we had the the that 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 we're all going to hell people outside. Was it the, that priests? No, who was it? The um, the church people and then the Islamic people, and then oh, there's us guys. Yeah, it was. It was all going. On. It didn't really kick off though. I thought it was going to kick off. Yeah, the one it, no, did, screaming no, the tent, one, and you had the other lads going. Said. Here's our free copy of the the Quran for you. Exactly. But then one of the frappers did get told that you were going to hell for watching these movies. I'm sure I saw it in some forum somewhere. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. So and, and think of think of you know the, the contrast. You got this guy t- chatting about um, Jesus Christ, and you got another guy you know talking about Islam and the Quran, and you got us guys walking out of cinema right opposite them literally opposite them just watching horror films and things just, just goes against everything that they, that they they're preaching it was just just bizarre and it just tied in to the the madness of fireplace i think but uh anyway let's not go on about that just yeah, let's talk about some movies and okay, what we we'll, actually saw. we'll take it from the top we'll start yep. from day one we yep. get there on the thursday um yes. and it's the start you were late weren't you no i arrived just in time i arrived just in time yeah, because I was like, shit, where is he? Where is he? Yeah, yeah I like to turn up way before time and, and grab a beer, but I, yeah. I was on things uh, didn't work out that way. But anyway. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So we get there. Premiere yeah. is um, world, was it world premiere? Of I think it was, yeah. Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky. Now, yes. I haven't seen a Chucky film since uh, Charles Play 2. Um, oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, it's going way back, way back. Um so it's been quite a while. So it was uh, it was quite a quite a thing to see uh, mm. that puppet up on the big screen. And then there was um, they also uh, screened like a documentary beforehand, didn't they? Uh, they did. So yeah, there was, so there was a lot of hype. So when early on, so when we were all getting ready, so we all got there early, right? I got I was there for about from about four o'clock. I was in a pub for a bit, and then I went in across. But there's a lot of buzz. So obviously you had. Like the cast, Jennifer Tilly and or you know Fiona Dura from that were being interviewed, but you had people just you know dressing up and everyone had Chucky dolls and stuff. There's a lot of hype, you know. There's a lot of pre- people just taking pictures of random people dressed up in Chucky stuff. I had a, I was wearing a, Ch- a Chucky T-shirt, so someone took a picture of me and chucked it on some Chucky Facebook group, and it was a lot of hype around it. So then it was really well worked in well because then you got into the cinema, and then they had this documentary, which was um, basically look, you know living with Chucky. So it was. Um, looking at you know how Chucky is involved, um, it's sort of involved with the people that are, are around it. So yeah, it's all followed sort of Fiona yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a it was it was called the Dollhouse by the way, by Kyra Gardner, oh, and see. she she was the one that who basically she 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 was the one around the creator. So she grew up around Chucky, and it looks to. Just looks at around how Chucky has influenced different families, obviously the Dior family and Mancini family, and and that sort of stuff. And it's really good little little setup for the Chucky movie. Um, and then we kicked off obviously with Chucky movie, um, and it was a big hype, good, great. I think great opening movie because it was just you know a nice easy watch. You um you saw the last one, didn't you? You saw that yes. on Fry Fest. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What, what, it, what was that called? I that was the Curse of Chucky. Um, 
I pref- now, I- how did this rate to that? Because the cult of Chucky starts with a quick roundup of what happened in the previous film, right? It, it does, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, like kind of. Episodes on TV, you know, they did the quick recap of the last one. Yeah, yeah but they didn't do all of it. I think, they, from what I remember, they only, they only did Charles Plate, and then it was looking at Andy. Andy's on a date, and and it just goes on about that, and then it goes from there to to Nika in in in, in um, this sort of house, about what you know, uh, what is it? This um, hospital, whatever. But yeah, no, no. But end the bit where Fiona Dorf's like in a yeah, yeah. wheelchair, yeah. That yeah, was right. pre- that, that was in the previous film. It was, yeah, sorry, yeah, it was in, it was in the previous one. That was Cole Chucky, sorry, oh, sorry, uh, Curse Chucky. Yeah. So that they showed that bit, yeah. But look, um, it was alright. I I, it, I preferred I preferred Curse of Chucky. Cole Chucky was okay. There was a couple of good kills. Actually, about two good kill scenes. Um, but it it was it wasn't great. About <laughs> I'd say six out of ten. To be was, fair. Um, no, yeah, no, he had, he had some like, he had, a, he had a bit of bloodletting, he had some funny little death scenes, and yes, but the story wasn't that big, was it? It was, it just felt like no, was, a yeah, continuation like, on to the next film in the saga. I thought, yeah, and and without giving away the end, it, 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 the story does, well, yeah, the, the story does sort of revolve around, you know, is it all in their heads? Is Chucky all in their heads? And and it, that, that's not a spoiler because if you look at the trailer, the trailer says the same thing. But uh, it's almost like it was made because. They could get away with making another Chucky film, yeah. but yeah, it, it was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't fantastic, and I haven't got a lot to say about it to be fair. Because apart from the like, two death scenes, it it was, you know, it was it was average to be fair. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, know? the main thing for me was because Fiona Dorf was there, so I got to run over to her. Yeah, and say, exactly, like, yeah. loved you in um, Dirk Gently on yeah. on Netflix. That's brilliant that show. Yeah, and, and so I mean, look, don't look, don't forget, this is the first of what thirty films. No, twenty-five films we were going to watch, right? Yeah. Um, and there's for those that don't know how Fratfest is set up. For those that are listening for the first time or don't know about Fratfest, it's there's what one to four screens um, set up at Fratfest. What one is, is a main horror screen for those that hold five-day passes. So that's about how many hundred passes got sold. Um, and then there's another screen which is basically um, day passes or weekend passes uh, called an arrow screen. And those are the those are another set of fans. That, sorry, um, uh, practice that sit there, but the films are on a 15 minute delay. Um, and then you've got discovery screens. You've got um, one at the, at the cinema at the cinema or Empire, uh, which hosts uh, uh, sort of one echelon of discovery films. And then you've got two discovery strands at the Prince Charles. Yeah, but um, just just so, to be clear, this is just a this is a horror film festival showing yeah. individual films you can. Get a ticket to see one film, watch yes. it, and, and leave. Yes. You don't have to yeah. be crazy like Mal and talk about the whole five days watching everything. <laughs> that Dude, that's how I started Fratfest. I went I to one know, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, I did as well. I mean, my yeah, yeah, first yeah. was, was it trick, trick or Treat, I think. Yeah, you were saying, yeah, yeah, in the last one. But so, so just, just to give a back, background, so there's, there is, you know, there's these five screens on, on, on show. You can basically watch the whole lot or pick what you want to watch, and it's up to you. And, and the best part of it is, you know, you've got this plethora of movies, you know, um, and you can just, Literally go go there, read up on it, and think. Actually, I like, I like the look at that. The, the opening films, the opening films are always always the ones that um, are, 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 aren't sort of changeable. Although this year they changed up a bit. They did put two films on the Discovery film, which are, this is the first time they've done that. Normally, opening night is opening night, and you just, you're all in the same screen, and you're all watching the same stuff, or the one sure. the 50 minute delay one. But this time they put a Discovery film, which was Redwood and Diane. I didn't watch any of them, so I can't comment on those. But yeah. This one seems to have. They seem to have a lot. Um, we stick yeah, to the so ones that, we've seen, yeah, Mal. It'll probably go a lot quicker that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the good thing on this, actually, for for the people that are listening, is we do split. So you and I tend to sort of 
um, don't watch the same stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, stick, I stick with the good films and, and you watch the uh, rubbish Just ones. missed a couple that I, yeah. Well, I, I, I take the hit on the ones that I think I'm adventurous on and sometimes they work out being right. Well, we'll see. We'll see as we go through. We'll see if we, <laughs> right, where, so we, next... where we go, where we diverge. But anyway, well, yeah, so next, next up was actually Death. a big release. It was um, Death Note. Yeah, and... you say that, but it was on Netflix the day after. Yeah, but this was the pre- this, well, it wasn't the worldwide, was it? It was the European premiere. Um, yeah, this is a big thing. You know, it's a big budget. You know. I don't know. It was. It was. And you know, William, uh, William Defoe was in it. Yes, and that's it was. It was coming to Netflix, but um, it's the Netflix. Then that's just like it opens up for everyone to watch it on the small screen. We got to see it yeah. on. Oh yeah, virtually yeah. an IMAX size screen. You know, yeah. it's a different type of experience. Yeah. And it, again, it wasn't a bad film. The concept, also, obviously, people that don't know, it's a uh, a anime or manga style a cartoon. Um, well, and what uh, type of? Because um, it's like we we I right yeah. I've I've never I mean I know of Death Note, but I've never watched yeah. the manga. I've never seen the film. No, why? No, All I know is oh, based okay. on, on the manga on 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 the manga. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I was just checking to see if if we were approach this from different angles. But no, 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 not at all. And it's a, basically it was a live it's a, it was a live uh, action version of of, of that. Um, now the guy behind it, Adam, was Adam Wingard, who I really liked. Um, done your next and the guest. So I was hyped to watch it because of him. Um, even though I thought, when I can see it on Netflix the day after, I thought, you know what, his last two films have been good. I liked your next. I liked the guest. Um, so he's got he he's the guy behind Death Note. Um, and it, you know what, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad. Again, <clears throat> you know the concept's in- interesting. So the concept for it's quite straightforward. The guy this 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 kid finds a book, and if you write someone's name in a the book, they die. But it's a good social commentary on on the power he's got and the power that he can use for good or for bad or for whatever it is. And then there's his kid, or there's sorry, there's other there's other kids around him. So set around kids, and I'm assuming the manga uh, story is written the same sort of way. And and I think it's it's a good take, it's a good take on on that sort of look at society. If that makes sense. Yeah, because the, the action trans is transferred to Seattle. So I mean, yeah. I guess there was some, there's still some sort of uh, nods to the to the Japanese stuff, but mm-hmm. it had a whole streak of like emo teens in Seattle, um, yeah. and I I liked it, I really liked it because like yeah, it's a simple premise. It's a book, you write someone's name in it, they die, and you yeah. like, oh, how can you stretch well. this out for so long? But it worked really well because then the the boy gets himself a girlfriend who is way above his league. Uh, way out of his league, but she's a bit twisted, isn't she? As well, yeah. And then that that becomes an interesting thing. Their relationship, yeah. And, and or, you know, and, and naturally they move from just killing the odd person to believing that they're, make, they're making a change, like they're well, yeah. And and, and without giving it away, they, in the world. yeah, they, they feel that they can make a positive change. Yeah. Um. And 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 I think this is the good thing about the movie is that it tries to look at social commentary about about what it is and what it does. But again, it's it was okay, but. It, I don't know. I it, it didn't it didn't wow me, but it's a good watch. But the, the, some dude got his head cut off. Like it, not yeah, just yeah, head yeah, cut yeah. off. Yeah. It was like, wasn't it from the Spoiler jaw alert, or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, we, we like some gore, man. We like, we like yeah, no, no, it's, it was good. It was a good thing because it it, it, it it was done quite well because you sort of think, well, how can we do it? And they do it, they do it quite well. And there are come some good death scenes, and even the end is good. I mean, the William Defoe is great. So the William Defoe plays, plays the character, this, this this death god called Ryuk. Who's yes. the who's the main character? Who's the sort of the protagonist against uh, against this kid who's got this who can write in a book? And he's he's great. The voice is creepy. Willem Dafoe is fantastic. I think the right choice for that sort of character. Um, and it really really does. You know, I think he he if he were, if it weren't him in the film, I think it would have fallen flat. 
so I, I because it was because Wingard was directing it, he he had his signature stuff in there. It had a, it yeah. felt a bit eighties. It had yeah. some good color. It was it was it was done in the textbooks way that he's he's done like the guest yes. and your next. Um, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, um, and, and, and look, again, there's, there's a few plot, hole, plot holes for me, to be fair, the way things coincidentally happen, but most movies got plot holes these days, and, you know, you suspend your, your belief sometimes when you watch any sort of genre film, and, and I think, but there are a few bits that I'm like, thinking, oh, really? But it, it ties it up nicely, so there's a, there's a lot of, you, you also think, oh, okay, that, that's fair enough, I can see how, how it's gone. So the film ends in the right sort of way, and you sort of see what's going on, and, it, you know, it all ties up nicely. I just, I don't know, I... I I don't know what I forget what certificate it is now, but I think it could have gone had it been going for like a like an eighteen certificate or something a bit more edgy and, and less mainstream. It probably it probably would have been a better, a better movie for me. Okay, but uh, no, it wasn't a bad watch. But again, it wasn't like wow, you got to watch it. You know, I think the kids will like it. I'm saying that because I'm like an old man now. But I think if you're a kid who's probably read the manga stuff. As in, is into that kind of. Well, I don't know, man. One of us should have done it. We should have read all that stuff because then we would have been like, "Oh no way! That's a disgrace! It's nothing like how it's meant to be." Yeah, yeah, true, true, exactly. Yeah, but maybe I mean, it's probably worth asking people to tweet in to say, "Look, have you seen or read any of the manga stuff and compared it here?" Death Note nerds, please tweet in and tell us how shit the film is uh, because it doesn't match the manga stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but but, uh, yeah, so that was second up, and then third up. Oh yes, psychopaths. (laughs) <laughs> now I really want to see this because I, Larry I was, Fessenden. Yeah, I know you said this at the start. Yeah, he's done some good stuff, man. I I like looking out for his things. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't keen from the start. Um, we started off I, with Larry Fessenden on screen. It would, it would, it would, well, yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. And 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 I wasn't. I had a I had a bad night night before as well. I had a late night night before. I think I had about five hours. Don't get excuses, and I haven't even explained to everyone what happened yet. I'm, I'm building up to that. You um, get excused <laughs> early, mate. Yeah, exactly, but but even even first off, I looked at it and I thought it's going to be all that re kind of edgy kind of I don't know. And 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 it, yeah, dude, it, it starts great. off bang. There was it. The guy pops the trunk, pulls somebody out of there, and starts digging a hole or something. Yeah, and then yeah, no, it was pretty flashy. And then oh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it started like that. That was one crazy guy, and he had a mask yep. on. And he looked good. He looked good as yeah. a crazy. He started off right. Then there was another guy. He was. Uh, he was his 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 thing was obviously um, some sort of serial um, killer. Sort of was he like um, basically getting women and slashing them up? I can't. Remember. I can't quite. Remember. Yeah, there was there was this whole. Yeah, there was this whole. He sort of, was you know, stylish. Um, he, he was looking yeah, yeah. good and crazy. And and then there was that well, that bird, wasn't there? That the escaped mental patient. Yes, and she was the best of a lot. And she, she was, was actually pretty good. She was actually pretty good, to but, be fair. Like you um, say, Mal, for some reason, it wasn't all hanging together, right? It was. No, no. I was kind of waiting for the story to start. Yeah, um, and then and then there came a point in the movie where I'm like, "What the f- hell's going on?" No, 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 and no, no, Mal. There came a point no, in the movie and then, where and I looked to my left, <laughs> and you are asleep, right? Yes, I doze. Yes, I doze off. This is, a, I this is off. the third film in yeah. a list of twenty-five we have to watch, <laughs> and you are sleeping. This is day yes. one. I turned. Yeah, no. I turned to uh, to Lau. And I mm. said, shall, shall I not you? And I was like, just, just let him be, right? Yeah. I swear to God, you were out about 10 minutes. And then something <laughs> happened. Or so, I think someone came out of our row. You got yeah. sort of nudged back into life. Yeah. And I, I sat there and waited. And I, I, I reckon it was maybe four or five minutes. You yeah. look in the screen. Oh, no, yeah. it couldn't be that. But a couple of minutes. And then yeah. you just turned to me and went, what the fuck's going on? 
Yeah, but it was. But you know what? I would have said that even if even if I hadn't fallen asleep because the movie. I was like, "What the hell's going on with the movie?" Yeah, I, 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 I probably switched, point. It was. Yeah, just... I probably switched off because I'm thinking, "What's going on?" Um, and and to be fair, I don't really fall asleep much. To be only honestly speaking, and I'm and, I, and I'm, it must have been either. Well, it was poor for me to do that, but also, um, it, it just I just wasn't following it, mate. I just like, "What the hell's going on with this film?" You know, and I knew in my mind, uh, I had a couple of light, late nights planned uh, on the Friday and then Saturday and Sunday anyway. So it, it was a it was a, a tactical sleep I think on my part to keep me going, which worked actually because uh, later on in the festival I did manage to have about four hours sleep most nights or three hours sleep most nights. But that film didn't do it for me, mate. Uh, you know, I didn't even try to stay out for it. I didn't even fight the sleep. I'm like, look, I'm gonna fall asleep. Come on, well, do it. I, I felt there was an, there was enough interesting characters in there. It, it just felt like they could have just concentrated on one of the, the psychopaths and had a, yeah. a story around Although, them. Funnily enough, funny enough, right? When I read some reviews on it after, sorry, when I read some feedback on it afterwards, so I went online um, that night. I went back to the hotel and I, well, obviously I couldn't sleep. Um, I'm flicking through, and funnily enough, all the filmmakers and directors really liked it, and all the fans didn't like it. So maybe there's something there that the filmmakers or directors appreciated that you're trying to do, which we couldn't get. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't understand that either. Um, yeah, yeah, it's understand there, for yeah. me. I, did, I, I wasn't taken yeah. with it. I'm yeah, very yeah. upset, and, then, and that's probably damaged my. Uh, run of going to see Larry Fessenden films. Maybe I should only <laughs> see ones that he's directed. Yes. But then the other but, thing, it, I tell you what, Mal, it was um, yeah. in that film. Wasn't Larry Fessenden was like he was on death row, wasn't he? And he was he was yeah. going to get executed, and he's like yeah. meant to be a really scary guy. And I thought, hang on, I just saw this guy last week, and he was in another film. He was chained to a car, begging for his life, <laughs> and he and he looks really sort of distinctive. And yeah. he was the same person. He didn't do any put any makeup or anything. And just, right. it was just kind of funny. Like last week, I saw him begging for his life. He's going to die. He's going to die. And then this yeah. week, he's like, you know, he's he's the killer himself. <laughs> no, it, it 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 didn't do much for me, mate. So I'll just yeah, it was fine. And after that, I think we didn't go out that night. We went straight. I think we went, we all went went home. So yeah, that was day one. And I, yeah. was, I was more or less. I was happy with it. I, I thought they were good. Yeah, it wasn't films. bad. It wasn't bad. I, I, I didn't get much sleep that night because the guy, I sh- well, Lao Hua Shi. Uh, who I shared a, a, a hotel room with um, twin beds I should add um, <laughs> not like that okay. yeah yeah um, you, can, you, can, you can snore a, a bit um, and earplugs and pillows on my head weren't happening weren't helping so I think on and off I had about f- four hours sleep which which is fine because I think following morning um, a good breakfast and a lot of coffee kind of helped but well, yeah, it was, so day two yeah moving on from what the hell you did between the films because they really care <laughs> About, I'm building up to the fact that I was, uh, I, and that, that sleep helped. You're, you're building up to the fact we saw a horror film. Yeah. So um, I, I was looking forward to this one. I've got this, uh, I believe I had it on my uh, nerdy spreadsheet marked down as plot. Um, yes. I like the sound of this one. It, oh, is that what the P meant in your spreadsheet? Yes. Oh, I thought it meant possible. No, it, it meant plot. Oh, no, right. Possible, okay, okay. I've got the colour scheme for the possible. Yellow, yellow is... Is a yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Mine's yellow, meaning possible. Green's definite. I put yeah, the lettering right. is the weird uh, algorithm I've got to remind <laughs> me of why the hell it interested me. Okay, so freehold, I wasn't sure about. But then somebody beforehand, uh, one of the, I was talking to somebody in front of us, he goes, Mal, watch it, it's really clever. I don't like listening like to it. people telling me what to see well, we before talking, we before, see the film. Well, yeah, we were talking before, I think we were talking um day before. I think before Chucky started, actually, I was chatting to somebody. And I'm like, oh, man, I saw it. So I don't know where you saw it. Maybe a preview screen somewhere. He goes, my, yeah. you know what? You'll like it. He goes, you like it. I think it's a good film. I'm like, oh, I'll give it a go. Okay. And it was right, man. I really liked yes. it. Yes. 
Yes, I wasn't yes, expecting I really like anything, it. and I I, I yeah. love it when you just sit down, you watch a film, you're not expecting much at all, and then mm. it just delivers this experience. You're like, wow. totally. So totally. I, I can't. I mean, having seen it, because it it's got it's got quite a few sort of gags in it, and this year mm. was overall heavy with um, horror comedies this time round. But yeah. thinking about it, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I don't feel it was a comedy. I felt like it was. Like almost dark, like a, a dark, a dark yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd classify it with the comedy bit. You're like, yes, it had a lot of comic moments in it, but I probably. I think it's comedic because of the fact that the dialogue was quite comedic. Dialogue was, you know, there's some good lines in there uh, just, and some stuff that made yeah, you it sort of laugh. Yeah, a real nice, nasty, dark street going through. What's the setup, Mal? Quick, explain. So the setup basically is it's it doesn't sound like a horror film at all, and it's not really a horror film. Um, it's this it's a based around the estate agent world or letting agent world, and it's a kind of sort of snidey, um, sneaky sort of things that state agents do. Or he's a white boy, isn't do. he? He's a white boy. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, saying, yeah, he's a white boy. Saying? Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, it's a bit of bit of um background on him is Mimshake is his first film, right? And he's he's a BBC Asian Network um. A radio DJ, and I think one extra radio DJ, right. and that's his day job. His day job is a radio, radio DJ, and it's his first film he's made. And to I'm look impressed. at it, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that his first film or his first anything. And he nailed it. He nailed everything. I mean, the, the, the way the character was done. Um, we asked in the QA if he'd been a, if he'd been on the station before. He hadn't been, from what I know. Um, so for him to do that on his first film and deliver, I think it was it knocked it out of the park. Yeah, 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 you moved off, mate. What's the story about? Yeah, he's, sorry. It's basically this, again this wide boy estate agent dude, um, and he's got um, he does a dodgy deals that estate agents do to get people interested. But he's got this person in his house living there, and he doesn't know he's living there. And it's this cat and mouse. Yeah, sort of he, he kicks off. It. They show yeah. he gets up, he gets ready, he yeah. does his hair, has a shower, goes to the toilet, la la la, goes off, and then yeah, the cupboard the door face. opens, and yeah. the I don't know. It's just some. He's like a really wiry, tall man. Yes, he's heavy, just heavy wearing heavy. pants. Just yes. n- just climbs out of the cupboard and is living there. He, and yes. he he comes out of this little hole in the wall during the day, living off everything that's in the flat. And we're talking leftover pizza, drinking yeah. little bits of milk, and like topping it up again with some water to make it look like no one's been there. That's some mm-hmm. scary shit, mate. Oh yeah, it's proper dark. It reminded me of that film we saw. Remember on Friday a few years ago? It was the Slumlord. No, you I see didn't see it. No, I didn't. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Oh, where again, that's, isn't that, yeah, you should. That's on Netflix somewhere. It is. It is. Um, I think it's called. The landlord now, I think, have been re- renamed, but yeah, it's, oh, it runs like that. Where yes. it's a bit sneaky and, and weird, and and yeah, you're right. So the film almost has this toing and throwing, and the effect it has on him and his career and everything else, and you know, it sort of almost shows. And there's a backstory behind it, which we won't ruin because it's, 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 it's part of the plot. But it's a backstory behind it all, and there's a backstory as to how it all fits in. But it's 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 quite dark. It's funny because the dialogues, some of the dialogues, are fantastic, especially between Mim and his girlfriend. Um, uh, th- that's some some really good dialogue, especially when they row and argue. Um, but it's clever; it's cleverly done because you know it, it, it's it's plausible, man. I'm not you know based on the way this guy lives his life, it's plausible that this this, this you know this he he could live, someone could live in his house unknowingly. Um, it's well somewhat plausible. I mean, you, you'd you'd check thoroughly and you'd clean behind certain things to make sure no one's there. But give or take, you'd, you'd notice, right? I don't know, but I liked it. I liked the way it was done, and I think it it, it was really really, really, really gripping. You should mention Javier Botet, 
who yeah, plays yeah. the tall wire man. You know this man's going his career is about to blow up. He's all over the place. He, he's yeah, he, done um, Alien Covenant. He's yeah. in the Mummy. He's, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's, in the, he's in it as well. He's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Aleppo in it. Wow. He's in Conjuring yeah, yeah. 2. That's it. Yep. The Crooked Man. I didn't even know that was real, the Crooked Man. I thought it was some sort of puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, he was. I remember reading about that. He was uh, It was. It was a real character. He was in Wreck. He's well. in the Revenant as well. Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot, a lot of things, man. Wow. He's a, uh, yeah. And, and he plays it well. He's, his character is fantastic. Uh, and again, his character's dialogue's great because he's, he's short, sharp and delivers. I see. But this, this... He's also the what? Slender Man. That's not coming out till next year. Okay, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, no, but, um, but no, I liked it. And this was easily one of my top films of the festival. Easily. Yes, you know, I was one very I would impressed. Way and say, you know, make sure you watch it. Um, and I think I, I got you a t-shirt out, didn't I? What freehold? Oh, yeah. you did. You did. Yes. Thank you, Mal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To fit my my t-shirt haul this year was pretty good. I ended up, ended up getting about five t-shirts from some various movies. So I done I done quite well. Okay. But, but so, on the, on, yeah, and then after that, what would we really have? So yeah, we, this is where we split, didn't we? Well, so we get to end on. With freehold is yes, people going. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah, big thumbs up. Yeah, watch find it. that one. Yeah. If you don't like it, yeah, if you don't like it, something wrong with you. Freehold. Freehold. We will publish this list. Um, yes, we'll but yeah, freehold. Uh, Dominic Bridges' director, Mim Shake, is the main character with Javier Botet. Um, it's it's a UK UK um movie, so get behind the UK films, but definitely go watch it. Uh, you know, like I said, if you don't like it, I'll be surprised. Yes, so you could say I broke with the sequence and. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Saw something else, but you, you stayed. You stayed with. No, no, no. I didn't see a good break. I saw. I oh. saw a bad match. God damn! Oh, it's a. It was a bad, bad match. Bad match. God yeah. Damn it! My segue doesn't work, does it at all? Because no it kind of worked. It, it kind of worked. So, so I yeah, can talk about. Yeah, what have seen it though? <laughs> yeah, Laos saw sequence break, and I saw other people saw sequence break, and um, well, Laos, apparently we didn't. We didn't miss much. Podcast. We got Mal no, but, instead. But to be fair, we didn't. From what I heard, we didn't miss much. It was. It. It was okay, but. I think it was um wasn't wasn't out of the park. It wasn't like yeah, it was, well, it was one to watch. So, okay, but it, it's it you know Graham Skipper's a good guy. You know um, he's a guy behind um, he did uh, Beyond the Gate last last year we saw, didn't we? Yes, in fact, yeah. we can, I'll, I'll probably catch um is Sequence Break. Is that coming to the UK at all? Yeah, one, isn't it part of one of the Shudder? Yes, Shudder, it is. Uh, titles. Yes, so it's so going to be streaming anyway. on Shudder. So yeah, uh, the Sequence gonna, Break. For the, I'm going to catch it. Yeah, it, it was this video video drone homage type movie, very eighties, very, very, very much. And it's about this this um, arcade game um, that that goes into another dimension. But I didn't watch it, so I can't talk about it too much. Yeah, but don't talk about it. We didn't see it. No, no, I'm just I'm just saying because we've, we've mentioned it a lot now, and you, your segue didn't work, so we've got to talk about it a bit. Um, but I saw Bad Match and you saw Fashionista, right? Yes. Yes. So you can talk about Fashionista if you want. Cause I saw it as well at Glasgow earlier this year. Um, well. I knew it had screened already at, at yeah. Glasgow because when Fright Fest also r- runs a second event at Glasgow and they usually take some big films and, and put them on. Yeah. Last yeah. year, case in point, was Devil's Candy and yep. and that was magnificent. It really was, yes. And that starred yes. a certain fellow called Ethan Embry. Yes. And he's Ooh. in Fashionista. Yeah. Now this guy, he picks some good films because he also did cheap thrills, and that's very good. So I thought, fashionista, he's in it, can't go wrong. And And the shout out to the director, Simon Romley, who did one of the like last year, Johnny Frank Garrett's last word. Yes, yeah, that was. uh, He's he's definitely uh, a solid director, and I quite I quite like fashionista. Um, And it was a little marmite with the crowd because I think it wasn't out and out. 
you know, sometimes you want to sit down and watch a really good horror. And, and this was a bit sort of removed from that. It was more about uh, you say that, but I like you know, the, the, I like the anxiety and security side because that, that can be horrific, man. I mean, I, I yeah, but it was closer to like, so the it's... problems with like it, like some type of obsession, you know. Addiction. Yeah, but I can see why because she wanted she wanted that self validation. She wanted to be loved and wanted, and, and you know, when you when you're insecure in that way, and if you're if you've got the anxiety thing kicking off. Yeah, um, but it wasn't. It wasn't a high body count, mate. There was no. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been a high body count. But I think it. It was. It, it drew me. And I remember sitting there watching it in Glasgow. And I was like, "Yeah, man, this is great. I like." It just drew me into this character and what she's doing and why she's doing it. And, like and, I, said, and then, I, I liked it. I liked it. it was, yeah, yeah, it was great. Was and then I saw at the same time I saw a bad match, which is based. The, the premise is pretty easy. It's his Tinder date gone wrong. So this is basically he's a guy. Um, he is on Tinder like it's going out of fashion and he's just banging everyone he can and he meets his match at some point but it's not as direct as we think it is so there's a twist again as always okay. um, but bad match is basically this guy um, he you know meets girls sleeps with them dumps them makes excuses and then his one clingy girl kind of sort of think of um, uh, Fatal Attraction but not but that sort of character of Glenn Close where she does come a bit clingy and does come a bit, you know, in his face and he gets all a bit weird and twisted about it and it all spirals out of control. And the Tinder date does go from being a Tinder date to this stalkery kind of, you know, uh, crazy obsession thing. Um, but it's clever because the twist that appears at the end or towards the end of the film, the sort of third at the film is you, you, you do sort of kind of see a different view of, of 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 both characters without giving it much. I'm trying to really not to give it away, but I like this. I like this. It's a good watch. Again, it's it's not a wow, amazing. You got to watch a film, but it is a good film to watch if if you've got to chuck something on. I mean, the guy behind it was a right the um the writer of Cheap Thrills, uh, David Chicharillo. Um, so that that drew me into watching it. Whole and I like Cheap Thrills. So let's check this guy out. Yes, I'd um I'd mark this one to see, but um it sold out when I tried to grab tickets for it. Yeah, I'm. I'm, look, I'm glad I watched. I know, yes, I was a fashionista, and I tried to grab yes. the second on it yeah. on its second showing, but then yeah, yeah. missed out. No, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched it because apparently, from what I read, talked to everybody else, the rest of the films that were on at the same time, this was probably the better one to watch. It, it, it was cleverly done. Again, good dialogue. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, I like, I like, I like the fact that it was what, what it was, and I think it was again quite current. Uh, I've got, I've got, you know, if you've got, I don't know if anybody can relate to this. Uh, I hope not, because. You know, you're a pretty bad person if you are, but um, it's a good film to watch. It's a good film to sort of, you know, and it's quite current with the whole online dating thingy and the guy working advertising. And, you know, it's quite current in that sort of thing. So I liked it. You know, where is it set? I don't know, man. I've forgotten. To be fair, I should have written it, written it down. Is it a US film? Or is it US yeah, it's US film. Sorry. Yeah, it's US film. Oh. But it's somewhere in the States. I don't know. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> somewhere American, yeah. Somewhere American. Yeah. Let's go with California because it's nice and sunny. Oh, right. <laughs> but that, that was for me, uh, second second up yes. on Friday and, and then the third one come on man Let, let's uh <laughs> let's, let's get to the uh so so yeah so the day so the dogs was the a third one the hogs the hogs so it's called d-h-o-g-s the hogs or d-hogs the the poster says dogs and then hogs and then it's a mishmash of both I'm guessing I don't know anyway first things first film was shit right I'm laying out now right I'm just now, I say that from my point of view. I didn't like it. I didn't like what was going on. However, people liked it. And when I talked to them about it, I can see why I liked it. Because it's a good, again, 
it was a good social commentary. Now, I like what it tried to do. Don't get me wrong. No, I didn't. I didn't like what he tried to do. I, I, I didn't think that. I thought he was rubbish, mate. No, no. I like the premise. So I like the the what it was trying to show in terms of social commentary, how we just let things happen. You know, it's all about the way things, you know, are perceived in the public eye, and then the public are almost, you know, voyeurs to what society does. Great message, just a bad way of conveying it. And I think I just didn't get. I just didn't get it. You know, and I was sat with a. a a friend of mine and, and, and she, she walked out about 10 minutes to go, um, which explained the film. But then when I, when I, when I told her the explanation, she's like, Oh, right, fair enough. So yeah, I didn't like it. It was, it was, it was, pop, it was a pile of pants to be fair. And I just, it, it was one of the films you sort of, I wanted to check it out. It was maybe it's too arty for me. Maybe it's too, too much sort of, you know, like let's try and be clever with this. And I didn't get it. And I think you, you probably, your sentiments are much the same, right? Yeah. I, I, I just, um, I was sat again. Oh God. Does this mean I, you know, because obviously, you know, I ranted uh, a couple of podcasts ago about a film I didn't like that had a particularly uh, tender, um, yes, <laughs> tender rape scene, bizarrely yes. tender five minute rape scene. It was like, yes, that I didn't really like. And then this film happened to be shit. And it also <laughs> unrelatedly yes. had a rape scene in it. But yes. I, and I'm sat there going, do I really hate this film because it has a rape rape scene in it? And I was thinking, shit, maybe I should come up with a list of great films with rape scenes in them. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just thinking, is that the thing? I didn't like the film. It didn't click. There was three main acts to yep. it. I didn't feel they there was enough of overlap for them to be, to be a coherent story. I just yeah. thought it was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, the weird's a good way to end it. And let's move on before right. we go on about it again. And we get pissed off that we sat through it. Um, but we were saved, weren't we, by the next film, 68 Kill. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, um, you can start with this if you want. Um, yeah, I think I had this down as some type of um, trailer trash femme fatales lead our hero down a path to hell. Um, yeah, it, was, it was quite funny. That's not a bad summary, though. Know? That's <laughs> not a bad summary at all. It was um, directed by the writer of cheap thrills so yes. that's why i it, yeah it, it like came off of my radar and i was like i have to see this film yeah yeah and it and it, and it you know it's, it had the guy from he was the older brother in life life before life after beth um oh yeah he was wasn't he yeah <laughs> and he, he he did like a almost like a, a throwback to chip from weird science so he mm. seemed he's got like a quite a sort of comic face so i kind yeah. of knew you i sort of think well, i'm gonna sit down and watch a film with him in you know it's gonna be a certain type of film and and it was that and had some nice sort of funny moments in it and it yeah. had the some some weird and wonderful characters um and it had a, a fair decent amount of you know um bloodletting um and yeah yeah uh, and I think um, there was some there was some some good gore, some good kill scenes, some twisted stuff. Like the the guy's main girlfriend, her brother, he's a bit out there, a bit twisted, is a bit you know um, demented in the head, and kind of stuff he was doing to to people. And and later on in the end of the film, to the other two girls, it was yeah, it was a bit like right, okay, they've gone there with that one. But a lot the film itself, I liked it because it was it was this madcap caper kind of thing. You right, they're trying to. The premise is that they're trying to jack six to eight grand from this person's house because it sets them free from the trailer park. Um, and it's supposed to be an easy sort of go in there, grab it, get out, don't get seen. And obviously, as it happens, it gets out of control. Things escalate from, from one little thing to, you know, some madness, some total madness. 
uh, again, without giving the plot away, it does. The madness doesn't let up. It just goes from strength to strength. It's I, I feel this in your film face. has a strong poster. Oh yeah, it's got a great poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was another one of the the things that that where I thought, right, yeah, going to see this film. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that this film was, um, it, it was it was almost an action film for me with loads of good killings and and good you know good gore. Um, I didn't see it as a horror. I saw it as more of an action film, which you could just chuck on and just laugh at some of the some, some again some of the dialogue. Some of the imagery, there's one which you which you guys will which all guys you know what I'm talking about um, in the trailer park in the second act of the film. Uh, there's some good some good some good scenes there which you do laugh at and you sort of you know it, I I enjoyed watching that and I enjoyed the fact that it was this these three these three female characters who who, who sort of led the movie. Now having said that, um, I think the guy that did the intro on the movie pissed off a few people by saying it's very much a strong female characters driven role, which basically means that we've given women a shout here. Now I talked to some people who didn't like this film right. and I can give you the reason why the film itself, uh, from what it is, it's great. But I think it, it, although there was three women in this film who le- kind of led the movie in different phases of the film, it didn't put those, those characters in a good light. So again, there's no plot giveaways. Every woman was, you know, uh, a whore. Or a you know someone who's got involved in that society or that environment. Uh, so she's always she's always you know that kind of character, and and then this chap was this sort of you know manipulated kind of easygoing you know lovable rogue who who kind of sort of didn't really couldn't do any better because he was just trying to do the best for his girlfriend. And and it, from from their point of view, again without giving too much away, it didn't put them in a the right sort of light. And it didn't put them in the right sort of context. Say, be strong and you know, uh, and forceful. Although they're walking around carrying baseball bats and guns most of the film, it, it didn't have that. Now, that, so, and I can see that point of view as well. I can see why they would think that and why they would say that, and why it got a bit kind of like, really, you know, another character. And there's a there's a, there's a scene in this in the shop where he's looking for his captors, and you know the again i won't spoil it but there's literally two sentences and the first sentence is hello second hello second sentence is he's like what you don't really go for you don't go from hello to that um if you don't remember what it is i'll message you later and remind you uh Rizzo, but and i'm thinking that was a bit yeah, too much uh, yeah i don't i don't remember that but yeah, yeah i think you're right in that these characters were a certain type of character but they, yeah. they did drive the story. They drive his decisions. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he, no, totally. he's, yeah. He's, he's quite passive through all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. Well, no, apart no, from no. Like some key moments in like the third yeah. act. Yeah, yeah. I'll remind you of the dialogue in a minute. After, well, after the podcast is finished, I'll remind you of it. But, um, but yeah, no, I think, look, personally, I like the film. It was one of my top films that I saw at the festival because it played really well. And it's an action film for me. And it just you know, it just ticked that box of, you know, don't have to think, just watch it, be entertained. Yeah. You know, it's a great, great film. So I liked it. It's one of my top ten films of the festival. But I can see the point of view other people are giving and why they're giving that. Totally. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I, th- I had it more down as a comedy. Um, yeah, 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 totally. So this is film number four for the day, right? I don't. Know, I've lost count. Yes. Yeah, film number four on a Friday, right? And in between, just to let people know, it's not film after film after film. We have about half an hour to forty-five minutes to get some food and drink, and you know, keep okay, things no, going. You're going off track. No one cares about that. What's the next? Yeah, film? of course I do. But they, they think that we're sitting there, film after film, just you know, just dying on our feet. No, we, no breaks, no nothing. We have got to give them the bit, a bit of context that you know we do go we, out and get That's what we do for our audience, Mel. <laughs> All right. So anyway, next up at nine o'clock was Leatherface. Yes. So um, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't remember being thinking much about it, like in in the run up to it. 
Um, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't over hyped about it. I was thinking, okay, we do, at least there'll be some killing in it. <laughs> some, mm-hmm. um, some rednecks running around killing people. Um, more rednecks killing people. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. That whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Um, yeah. 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 I won't expect everyone that I was, I was late. So I had to see in another screen. La, la, la. It doesn't matter now. Right. So, Leatherface. Um, Stephen mm-hmm. Dorff is in this. Um, yes. for the, cause I, everything I've ever watched of him, he's always been the young guy. And this mm-hmm. time he was, you know, like in the, you know, like in films, you have that, um, you have someone who is a known face. He's a name and he's like yes. a veteran and he's like yes. in that. This is, he, this is Stephen Dorff. He's the mm-hmm. veteran guy in he this, is, yeah, yeah. in this film to sort yeah. of hold it together. And, um, what can you say about Leatherface? It was it was like a a road a teen road movie with a whole bunch of killing in it. Yeah, I, I, again, I wasn't overly impressed. My view on the film was that I think the build up was good. I think the way it started um, was good. The way it built up to the story was good, and you could sort of see there was attributes as to why. So, for people that don't know about it, this is an origin story of why Leatherface became Leatherface. So, it is an origin thing, um, and you can sort of see the build up to the film. Say, all right, I can see why he's being affected, and you know the kind of business. However, and I may spoil it now, so but I'm gonna have to. I don't care. There's a bit in the film where this this kid who is Leatherface or becomes Leatherface, he's actually a good kid. You know, he's actually got good morals, and he's not a bad person. He's you know he's caring and he's sort of thinking, and you know I've got to look after people that look after me. And then it's almost like as if they're thinking, shit, we've got half an hour left, we better switch him, and they do. And they think, oh fuck, what happened there? He's just gone from like this normal kind of kid to now, you know, wearing a, a, someone's face for a mask. And I think that that it, it rushed at the end for me, and that's what let me down. Um, I, I didn't think it, it was the end that, that that did it for this film. I think it was the the, the whole film. It, it it was it was all it was like it was okay, like yeah, you know, with, with like the kills and things and being you know a bit sort of. You know, these kids are all escaped from the the nut house and mm. they're, you know, on the road and anything could happen because, like, they're crazy. Um, mm. But as a prequel to te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it does mm. not work. There is, I don't see why they have to make this whole thing with it was a good kid and then and, yeah. and all of a sudden he switched to like some. Yeah. You know, obviously, his family's twisted, so you see it from the, the start. adult is fucking crazy. Yeah, and his family's twisted. So you see it from the start. His family's twisted, and right yeah. from the get-go, it's just twisted family, you know. Yeah, but the, the, for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the family, the crazy family, the, yeah. the, you imagine that is generations of crazy leading up yeah. to that. There's no like someone with morals in the middle of it who suddenly yeah. goes, "Wait a minute, I, I, you know, I, I love the girl, and you know, I want to do this, that, and the other." They've always been like it's been a it's been this is generations on from someone mm-hmm. being a bit angry to someone being full blown crazy. So I don't see how this film fits in that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. You know, it was all right as a film, but as yep. part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing, no, nah, thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, mate. I agree. I think it was um, it was it wasn't great. Um, but it it was what it was. Um, but I think. It, the day got saved at the end by a dead check. The last film up, right? Yeah, I don't know if I was finished having a go at Leatherface. <laughs> because the other oh, thing, really? yeah, the, the thing that really got to me was like Leatherface, right? He had, he wears the faces of various victims he stitched together. He put on his face. He has a chainsaw, you know. And in that film, they were like, "This is the reason why he puts the face on. This is the reason why he, you know, now he's got the chainsaw." 
I don't understand that because, like, imagine he's like seventeen. This is what he's doing. He's now going to do that until we see him in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That, that just doesn't doesn't work in my mind. It's like what, all of a sudden he has these things and he's going to do that now for the yeah. rest of time. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, sorry. No, I, 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 no, I agree. So, no, look, that's fine. I think, I think we, I think we're bashing it because we, we, it was Leatherface, and you don't really want to fuck with Leatherface in that way. And then, <laughs> exactly, you know, they did, and it was what it was. Right, Dead Shack. Um, because we've been talking about we're on day we're on Friday, mate. We've gone be going for four five minutes. So, <laughs> Dead Shack was the last film on Friday. Um, this was a good laugh. This was a good laugh. So, um, so it's a Canadian was, film. Yes. Um, I, I can't remember the. Like why I put plot, I got plot down next to this, so I think it must have sounded pretty cool the way they've written it up on Fright Fest. Yeah, it's got it had uh, Lauren Holly in it. Yep. Um, and she, I remember her from Dumb and Dumber, uh, mm-hmm. and also as Mrs. Jim Carrey for a number yep. of years. Yep. So I was looking forward to it. Yep. Um, I, I liked ho- it. I was hoping she would turn up to the premiere, but you know you can't have it all. No. Yeah. Exactly. But we're, we're Jennifer Tilly, mate. We can't have everything. Uh, yeah, it's Canadian independent horror film, yep. and yeah, we've seen some you, good ones, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. And oh, yes, yeah, it and it's got a wicked poster. I, I do yes. like a film with a decent poster. It, it was a good poster actually, and this was the UK premiere of of um, Dead Check, and I think it delivered, mate. I think it was really good. It was it was again, you know, based around the sort of teenage kids kind of thing who who discovered this random sort of den of death almost right and his forest cabin in the woods yeah i didn't want to say that but yeah fair enough oh, man. Yeah, it's another cabin <laughs> in the woods film. i know i didn't want to go there but fair enough um and then they find they, they, they sort of find this cabin in the woods and then they sort of discover what's going on and they sort of go to each other and you've got one comedic kid who's like the dick being you know just come just being an idiot thinking smart what the hell ass, yeah smart ass yeah and then you've got the girl interest and you've got the boy who's trying to be the hero but not really and then you've got the dad. Now, the dad steals the show for me. The dad of these kids is oh, a yeah. brilliant character. He was hilarious. He was funny. Some of his lines, he was trying to be that, you know, he was being that cool dad, but not really cool dad kind of character. Well, he was exactly um, being me in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And, and, and I think that, that, that played well because it, it really, um, really tied the comedy together in this film because there is some, there is some terror in this film. There is some terror in these kids being chased and, you know, what's going on in this cabin is what is what's, great, what's going on. And you're sort of trying to work out what's happening. And then you've got these kids discovering this cabin and then they're sort of, they're, they're, they're there on a holiday. So they've come from like a little break in the woods kind of thingy. And then they sort of discover that they're next door to this cabin and then they go and check it out and all hell breaks loose and they're trying to sort of, it's a fight for survival. And, and there's some, again, some great lines in there, some great comedy in there. And you find yourself again, just, you know, on, just rooting for these kids to sort of say, Hey, let's, you know, let's, let's see what you can do. Let's, let's get out there and, and, you know, let's, let's see if you can, you know, defeat the baddies as it were. Um, and then you're rooting for them to, you know, that throughout the film and, and the, but the dad, like I said, still to show he's a funny character. Um, and, and I think this is a great way to end the day. It's a great way to uh, almost, um, you know, a, a great closing film. You know, I think this, yeah. this, this is a great midnight, midnight, midnight movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So that was, fr- that was, that was Friday. Um, we're up to about, f- well, we're almost done for this first part of the podcast, I think, mate. We're going to call it a day, yeah? For a while now. We may have to do a few parts, I think. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to have to, because, look, look, everyone, we've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday to go, and Saturday, Sunday, Monday were some of the best films we saw. Monday was solid, strong. We've got a karaoke night to talk about, which Marissa wasn't there for, but I ended up going to 3 to 3 in the morning. We don't singing. know about that. Let's think, what, was it horror, is yeah. it? 
mate, you want to, you wanted to be there, mate. If you, if you were there, you would have been talking about it. I'm more of a marathon runner. I got, I got like. You're, you're on a, you're on a, mate. You're on, you're on a. This is another. That was my second three thirty in the morning finish for the day, for the, for the, for the night, and. Yeah, we'll talk about that because the 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 the, the thing we want to capture in the next part of the podcast is the Fright Fest family and the Fright Fest crowd and what brings us there every year, but also what makes these films so much so so good. Some films you will watch with a Fright Fest crowd and watch them completely differently as you would with your normal mates or you watch on your own. Um, and then the, the the strongest part of Fright Fest for us is is the social element and going to the pub every night. You know, no, this it's, karaoke, it's I mean, the films. It's film. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, it's it's these it is these film it is the films, but yeah, the social element because you're there with the with the people that are like minded who enjoy it just as much as you do, but also want to have a laugh and have a drink. And to throw in a karaoke night in the middle of a film festival, you think what the hell? But it worked. So we'll discover that in the next part of our podcast as well. We do the films that were was Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But we weren't gonna do a three hour podcast for you guys because no one's listened to me for three hours. Um so I think we would need probably to call it a day for the first part of it, and then we'll cover Saturday, Sunday, and Monday in Fright Fest Part Two. The sequel. The sequel. Yeah. Yeah, the sequel. The return. Um, the return of yes. Fright Fest. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Um, so that'll be that'll be out very soon after. To be fair, because I think we're going to not leave too much gap in it because we want to make sure you guys can keep up with the flow. Um, so so far it's been an all right Fright Fest. So far, further Friday has been okay. A couple of good films. It's bubbling away nicely. But you're in for a treat the next few days. You really are. So uh, hold on. Uh, we're back with the part two to this very shortly but in the meantime enjoy this one thanks again and again tweet us on ai horror pod uh uh mal jutley's mine and you're at ray's right on twitter yes yeah that's right yeah so we'll be sharing it as, as normal hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you for part two of the fright fest one very very soon One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.